Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and babies, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn. He had this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy guy. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy. You only fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Cal Morris. Uh, so tonight, I, I initially said I was going to come on here and I was going to review the last two CZW shows because uh, I hadn't finished watching the January one and I was going to watch the February one. All sounds very, very good. Well, I did none of those things. So um, I'm not going to be reviewing any shows tonight. Um uh, you know, I got some uh, some questions off Facebook, uh, you know, topics off Facebook, and then, you know, a few little things on my mind here and there. And then I also have a new uh, thing. I've been talking about it for a while, but um, 
I had discovered that when you slow down a podcast, it sounds hilarious. It sounds like the person doing the podcast is wasted. And um, I I think it's fucking funny. Um, so I chopped up, oh man, like five or six different podcasts. And, um, uh, you know, just so I could play a clip of them. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this from time to time. Not nearly as much as I am tonight. And I, you know, I'm really going to give you a big cross section of all the different, uh, you know, podcasts like that. So, um, you know, let me just start it out with, um, uh, here's one of, uh, Adam Carolla's podcast. This is, this is, uh, slow down Corolla. Whatever stage I was ever at in my life. I always just thought I was unattractive, not ugly, just like, why would someone be attracted to you? It was more of a less physical and just sort of less, more like, well, why would they go out with you? Right. Or what's in it for that? Or, you know, why? Well, there's other people with that normal stuff. Let's go out with them. <laughs> so to me, that's hilarious. Um, if that type of thing isn't funny to you, then um, this is going to be a long show. Um, but uh, to me, it, it's funny because, like, he's actually – he's talking normally. He's doing, like, it's just his normal spiel. All the ones you listen to tonight out of this um, are are just going to sound fucking absolutely ridiculous. And, um, you know, I, I swear they're not really putting on anything. And um, when you slow it down like that, they just sound absolutely trash. And to me, it's, it's fucking really, really funny. Um, so there's that. Um, and like I said, I'll get back to a bunch more of them in a little while. Um, so Nick Gage's Twitter is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever read in my life. Um, now, let me also you know put out there that uh, Nick Gage's Twitter is run by Brett Lauderdale, who I've said many and many a times on this show that is probably one of the worst human beings on the planet. Um, he's just trash um so anyway he runs uh gage's twitter and i'm sure that gage is like telling him hey you know brett you know go post this dumb shit on the fucking facebook or fucking twitter you know you know and and i can only imagine that if this is the way that it's going where he's saying like hey brett go type this shit on the computer and then you know just sitting there and going what do those pussies have to say to that anybody talking any shit, you know, like, I, I mean, I don't know if he's actually, you know, getting feedback from this or, or if the exact words are coming out of his mouth. I, I don't know. It has to be a good combination of things because, um, you know, it's a lot of his, you know, uh, Nick Gage's ish kind of stuff, but in the same token, um, Man, I don't know. And, you know, people can get fucking upset about this and people could, you know, say I'm hating or this or that. Uh, you know, it is what it is. I I would 
be willing to place a bet with anybody who's willing to place a bet, then Nick Gage will be back in prison within a year. Um, you know, and if it's two years, then, you know, fuck man, I'm, I'm not off by much, but I, I, I find it very, very hard to believe that that dude's going to do the right thing when he's out. I had high hopes for him the first time after seeing, you know, the way that things went. And then now going forward with this, this mentality here and, and then look, all right. If Brett Lauderdale is running his his Twitter and Gage isn't really saying these things or whatever, if you're coming out after, you know, getting put back in after five years and this and this, and then you you have a friend of yours representing you on Twitter, and this is the way you're allowing yourself to be represented, then to me it shows that not only has nothing changed, but you're in a bad fucking spot. Um, so let me just read, you know, the shit that's being posted. They put, um, I'll be honest, when I came out of prison first time, I tried to be a feel-good story. I smiled and thanked people and pretended I cared. In reality, though, I was disgusted at myself when I looked in the mirror because that's not me. I'm just built differently. I have no F-N-E, I'm cold. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. So pretty much he's telling anybody that was fucking cool with him, any fans, any anybody, hey, you know, I pretended like, you know, I was happy to see you guys or whatever, but I don't give a fuck about any of you. And see, the thing is, is like all this, like the tough guy shit sounds great, but when it comes down to it, and I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep reading. Let me just keep reading it. Uh, and then, then I'll say what I got to say. Um, then uh, the next the next tweet is, I've been locked up seven years. I'm out, but still I'll never be free. The prison mindset is a way of life. I can hurt someone or extort them and not feel bad. Then he types, I'm not even going to go in locker rooms anymore at shows. I don't want to shake hands or hear people say they're glad to see me. Fuck you. Let's fight. And uh, I think he his last one was because Joey said, oh, you know, fight me or something. And then uh, he posts, Joey Janela is a weirdo. I smacked the shit out of him in Asbury Park. He's an okay dude. All right, so let's let's go back to all the locked up mentality, prison mentality, prison mind state. You know, look. And, you know, I think somewhere along the lines he typed something like, you know, if anyone's got a problem with that, no one's going to say anything to me and this and that. And Dude, see, here's the thing, man. You're almost fucking 40 years old. If you're legitimately coming out of prison with a mind state that, like, uh, I'm going to live life outside of prison like I'm in prison and don't nobody step in my fucking way. I mean, you're almost 40 years old. Go shit in your hat, dude. I mean, what the fuck's wrong with you? Uh, you know, it, all that shit doesn't doesn't fly to people who live a normal life. And it's not a matter of like, oh, I'm a bad motherfucker. So no, no, because normal fucking adults don't run around fucking fighting people because, you know, just because. Because that, that prison lifestyle doesn't translate to real life. That's why it's a prison lifestyle. Which is fine because if if that's legitimately the way that he's he's about to go live, then he'll just be back in fucking prison, and he and he's all set up for it to be a lifelong fucking criminal. 
you know, and, and, you know, be in prison. And here is my problem with the whole shit to, to begin with. Look, like, I was a huge Nick Gage fan, huge fucking Nick Gage fan. Um, and, you know, I, you know, back in the day when I was, you know, smoking weed and drinking and all of that shit, you know, we'd be out back at a building and partying and, you know, talking and having a good time and everything was all good. You know what I mean? And, and man, that dude, he'd come fucking running up to me. Yo, JK, what's up? And shit was like super, super cool. You know, um, until he went to prison. And when he went to prison, obviously, you know, everything came out that he ended up being on heavier shit. You know, he got caught up in that shit. And then, you know, did, you know, rob the fucking bank in broad daylight. Now, the the big turn for me was when the fans knew that he robbed the bank in broad daylight and they started with the free Nick Gage shit, which to me, that, that sounds fucking retarded to me because – Anybody who robs a bank in broad daylight, I, I don't understand why anyone would go free that guy. Let him out because what the fuck, man? Like, fuck the police. Like, wait, what? I, I, don't, I don't think you understand what's going on here. You know, this dude wasn't, like, wrongfully fucking incarcerated. This dude was on some serious bullshit and got fucking locked up. And... You know, and I, you know, look, too, the the thing is, too, all right, you know, people make mistakes, people get fucked up on the drugs and all of that stuff, and you hope that they straighten their shit out when they get out and all that. Um, When he got out, he started with the fucking shoot interviews, and shit got weird, like, quick. Like, I started, like, right off the bat, I got this real bad vibe from the dude, like, I don't, I don't like the way this dude's carrying himself, you know what I mean? Like, he's on some bullshit. On one shoot interview, he's calling Rob Feinstein a pedophile and saying how fucking weird it is and this and that. And then on the other shoot interview, he's on there with Rob Feinstein. And he's going, Rob, anything for you, bro. You know we're tight. Yeah, we're cool, bro. I mean, these fucking shoot interviews were filmed probably like days apart. Because everybody was in a rush and he had like two or three shoot interviews came out at the same time. You know, different companies and everything. So, I mean, these fucking shoot interviews were no no more than a couple of weeks apart. I mean, it could have been days, fucking hours apart for all I know. Um, but it was just fucking fake to me. Yeah. I mean, and you know, and then the other, the other side of things where it's like, yeah, it didn't bother me just in jail. Did what I had to do. Anybody fucked with me. I fucking, I fucked them up. Well, I mean, you know, you get a lot harder fucking time if it comes down to your fucking people up in prison. But it is what it is, man. I'm not there. I'm sure whatever he's saying is, is probably pretty legit. Um, dude did legitimate time. I, I'm not doubting anything that he's been through has been hard and shit. I'm sure it has been. But at some point, you're going to have to come out and you have to live around respectable adults at some point. And, you know, he said that all this dumb shit on the shooter, you know. I'm all about deathmatch wrestling, and anybody who thinks that I shouldn't be doing this anymore is a fucking asshole, and they give a fuck themselves, and, you know, I'll fucking fight them, and and again, like, no, yeah, not everybody's looking to run around and fight you. My statement, you know, previous to him coming out was like, look, if he can do something better with his life, as much as I like to watch him as a wrestling fan, I would rather see Nick Gage fucking turn some shit around you know, wind up fucking, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, you see Gage is all set up and up in house, you know, then he, he, then he's doing fucking shoot interviews going, Hey, I remember back in the fucking day when I was doing, 
you know, no rope barbed wire matches and this and that, and the motherfuckers got set up, you know, fucking kids, big ass house, fucking running some kind of business, or, you know what I mean? You want to see somebody turn their fucking life around. I mean, of course, you know, the selfish fan will just be like, fucking, the king is back, Nick fucking Gage, and all that bullshit. And, yeah, he's going to come in there and tear people's heads off and all that. And it's tremendously entertaining. And that's that's what I take Gage for now, is now it's just like fucking entertain me. I don't give a fuck what you do with your life. You know what I mean? And that's that's how a lot of these people are. They don't give a fuck about anyone personally. They don't care if people completely crash and burn. I mean, these motherfuckers are buying shirts with his fucking mugshot on it. They're buying other shirts that say free Nick Gage. This dude's in prison for five years. And his new slogan on the way out is murder, death, kill. Like, I mean, I mean, I guess, you know, watching Demolition Man fucking 8,000 times in a row, maybe that'll do it to you. But I I don't know. Look, I mean, the thing is, is it it just, it became fucking weird. It got real fucking weird. Uh, He did a bunch of good shit while he was out. But then, bam, before you know it, violated. And then people are screaming, fuck the police, fucking free Nick Gage. This is bullshit. What's bullshit, man? You do five years. For fucking fucking up. Yeah, I mean, robbing a bank in broad daylight. You're obviously going to have parole, probation, whatever the fuck. This dude got out of prison, went to fucking Indiana for King of the Death match, went to fucking Delaware for a fucking tournament of death, went to here, went to there. I don't know what kind of travel ban he had or whatever, but I'm pretty sure, like, you're not allowed to just fucking tour the fucking country doing death matches. And, and again, maybe he had stipulations that was that... Um, I don't think he got locked up for that or anything like that, but in the same token, like, this dude didn't seem to be, you know, tremendously careful, and when he went back in, he did over a fucking year on top of whatever he had, so clearly there was some legit shit, and, um, you know, and now he's coming out with this mentality, and, or at least allowing a picture to be painted in this light where, you know, no one's fucking with me, this and that. I've heard, you know, that he's going to be just GCW. I've heard all sorts of different shit. I guess we'll see. But I just think this whole this whole mentality, this whole, like, persona that he's allowing to be put out there is fucking just, just immature as fuck. And uh, for a guy who's about to be, like, is near 40 years old, I, I just, I, I can't respect it, man. And, and it doesn't come down to you know, who can fight or who's big or who's going to say that shit to my face or any of that dumb shit, because who gives a fuck, man? I got a family and kids. Ain't nobody running around fucking, you know, puffing their chest up and trying to fucking fight people looking at them wrong. Uh, You know, this isn't a fucking cell block. I mean, this is real life. And when you see people acting like that, you you just go like, ah, man, look at this guy's fucking up. I mean, that's not somebody who's got their shit together. You can be as tough as you want physically. But mentally, that's some weak shit right there. Yeah, I mean, to not be able to maintain in normal society because, yeah, I mean, five years, seven years has you on some fucking permanent prison-minded shit. I mean, I would hope to believe that that shit is just like a work, and that's whatever he's trying to put out there. But in the same token, I don't respect it because it's it's just retarded. And this whole, you know. I'm not even going to go in locker rooms anymore at shows. I don't want to shake hands or hear people say they're glad to see me. Okay, so you know the first time that that's going to be blown out of the fucking water? When he walks through the goddamn curtain from the fucking locker room. You know what I mean? So I don't like when people in the wrestling business decide that they're just going to insult the intelligence of the fans 
and, and everything should just be forgotten. And there are a bunch of simple-minded motherfuckers out there. A lot of the people that have problems with me that, you know, uh, think I'm just negative or I'm just this, I'm just that. No, like, I don't know, man. I'm just aware of the shit I'm looking at. If you tell me, like, you know, I'll never use my fucking right arm and I'll beat every one of you motherfuckers out here. And the first thing you do is throw a right hand. I'm supposed to go, I didn't see that at all. Yeah, I mean, like that type of shit to me isn't necessary. You could just not say the thing to begin with, and then there's nothing to pick up. <coughs> there's nothing to pick apart, but I don't know, man. That whole shit just on Twitter, it just looks fucking crazy. I, I, I don't know. I just I wanted to comment on it because every time he puts up another one, I'm like, another one of these fucking – this is this is ridiculous. Um, speaking of ridiculous, here's uh, some drunk Austin. Maybe it's just me, but she damn sure wasn't drinking coffee because she was giving us goddamn wrong directions. I was mad as a hornet because if there's one thing I hate when you're traveling because I've done this enough times been in business pro wrestling especially when you're driving up there in New Jersey those places with all those turnpikes brother if you miss your exit you're fucked because they got a cement girder run alongside the road and you can't do a U-turn you gotta keep going until you get the next fucking little place you throw the money or the quarters in the bucket or find a place to pull off and do a U-turn. And that's called backtracking. When you're going the wrong way and you got to track back to the area you just passed through to get to where you're going. Yeah, so there's some slowdown, Austin. Um, so I went to the Bronx Zoo on Sunday. Uh, you know, we weren't leaving super early, so we were going to go, you know, hit, hit it up for a couple hours. It was like 65 degrees or some shit like this. So um, we had planned on going out there and, uh, you know, spending – I don't know, four hours or so, uh, what we expected to be there. Um, so we get we get out there. Well, the fucking zoo is packed, 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 packed. So we get to the one parking lot, and um, I'm going to preface this with I, I hate the fucking city. I hate New York. I hate fucking all that city shit, man. I used to... I used to hang out in cities a lot and, you know, that type of areas. Um, I, I, I'm i done. I, I'm fucking, I'm so, like, out of that mindset of, of being comfortable in that environment at all anymore, man. I, I've been, 
you know, back out here for a long fucking time. And I like, you know, open fucking roads. I like, um, you know, there's some traffic and stuff, you know, no matter where you're at, at least, you know, Jersey wise or whatever, but patches of trees and, and, uh, you know, it, it's not just all fucking crammed together and clustered and stuffy and the fucking traffic out there is just like, what would be like one fucking block is like a 20 minute trip because the, the cars, it's just like a parking lot. It's fucking crazy, man. So, um, we get at this like roundabout where like you can see, you got to go around this curb to get to the front of the fucking line to get into the parking lot. Well, you can see from like all the way to back of this fucking line and there's no leaving that fucking that roundabout once you're in it. You know, you're you're fucking there for the long haul. So you can see at the front the fucking gates are closed and it says lot lot full. But you still gotta wait like fucking twenty minutes, legitimately twenty minutes to get through this shit as, as each car stops at the front, uh, gates full, you know, lots full, da 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 and then they just shove you the fuck back out into the Bronx. So the first time, by the time we get up there or whatever, uh, we just go through. And then we wind up back out in the Bronx, like, well, okay, what the fuck now? So we're driving around a little bit and trying to find, like, another way around. And um, and and eventually, I guess, we get a little bit far enough away where we just put it back in the GPS and hope that it'll bring us to a different parking lot because there's a couple parking lots on, on the, uh, the Bronx Zoo. And uh, we hit the the one turn, and bam, it just fucking shoots us out into that same fucking roundabout. So now we know goddamn well the lot's full, and we know goddamn well it's going to take 20 minutes to get to the front. So we finally get to the front, and the cop there, because now we're like, yo, where do we park outside of this fucking lot? And they're just like, street parking only for the zoo. Get out, like, more or less, like, get the fuck out of here. It's like, yo, What? So now we're driving around the streets of the Bronx and um, looking for, you know, a curbside parking spot. And, and this shit is full every fucking where, man. Like, people are acting fucking crazy. And, you know, the the blocks are so fucking crazy there. Where everything's a fucking one way. People talk shit about Jersey because we got fucking, like, um, jug handles and shit. But every goddamn street in fucking New York is a one-way street. So, like, if you miss a fucking turn, or or if you take the wrong turn, you're going to have to go around that fucking block and wind up back on the fucking same street you were on, which is probably going to take you 15 minutes to get just back where you started because of the traffic, just to pass that block to go to the the next block. You know what I mean? It's fucking crazy. So we're we're doing this, you know, and they say, you know, place where dreams are made of. And I've seen I've seen no evidence of dreams on the streets of the fucking Bronx. None. Not a, I don't see anybody who is is fulfilling any kind of fucking dreams. They might be dreaming to get the fuck out of there. Um, there's people that are just getting out of their cars. They're in the middle of the fucking road. Traffic stopped and shit. There's people just getting out of cars and going and looking at strawberries on the side of the road because they know it's fucking over, man. Like, there's nowhere to fucking go. Like, you could just go shopping. You could just get the fuck out of your car and just just go buy something because your car is not moving. 
it's fuck it's insanity, man. There's no way I could live in that fucking area. I would absolutely be in Rikers fucking island with with, a, with an engaged mentality. Yeah, I mean that that's the kind of shit I would wind up with. You know, I'm so I'm so glad I live in an area that's that's so much more comfortable and not congested. I can't I, I can't stand that much. Uh, that whole shit is just tight, just fucking people everywhere, cars everywhere, nothing's moving. It's just fuck. You can't breathe this shit. Shit's crazy. So anyway. We wind up getting in there madly. We were fucking driving around. We we finally figured out a way to get to the other parking lot. So we get to the other parking lot. And, uh, you know, again, the traffic is just like, it's not even a fucking quarter mile. And that's a half hour straight up, like just sitting straight up parking lot style. And you can see where this like three lanes here or two lanes here. And then two lanes from the street up above and then two lanes from the street over to the right are all funneling into the one fucking entrance to this other parking lot. So it's it's barely trickling through like a fucking hourglass with rocks in it. You know what I mean? Like shit is not fucking moving. And, uh, you know, we finally get the fuck in there. We had like an hour and a half in the zoo. So, uh, you know, obviously I, I beelined over to the gorilla section and shit and, um, fucking 70 degrees or not, they were not outside. Uh, they have another window that you can see them inside, but, um, I'm getting to know, you know, these gorillas pretty well. So I know, you know, what's what. And, uh, Natundo, he's the one with glaucoma, his whole section, you can't see through that window. Um, but that was Ernie's section that you can see through the window. He's my favorite, but, uh. It's kind of hit and miss because the the gorilla section is so big that they don't have to be anywhere near where you can see them. You know what I mean? Like, they have such a big inside that they can come over to that area if they want, but there's a good chance you're not going to see a fucking thing because they just don't feel like going over there. Because um, it's like a mountainous type thing. You know, you, it looks like rocks and mountains. So, like, they could go back behind all that shit. They don't need to. You know what I mean? Um, so... I saw, like, a couple of the girls and a couple of the babies. It was cool, but it was a small section. Um, I was really looking forward to hopefully seeing some of the boys and shit. Uh, I had actually, and um, the night before they debuted that show, it's called The Zoo, and it's um, on Animal Planet, and it's all about the Bronx Zoo. And um, they went into uh, Natundo, the, the gorilla I just talked about. He has glaucoma, and they were talking about how they did, like, surgeries and shit on him and how they're trying to teach him, like, different things so he'll learn how to, you know, navigate his, his enclosure better even even when he loses his sight. So it was pretty crazy, and they went into, like, the tiger cubs and stuff um, on the show. So it's, it's a cool show if you like that type of stuff. And uh, definitely made me love the Bronx Zoo even more because you can see how much they really care, and they they put in a lot of hard work and effort into really trying to make the best out of their situation and uh you know make really um you know great habitats that are more than just a cage with an animal it's it's like a straight up habitat and uh that's what i always loved about the bronx suit that's why i got the family pass and everything because you go there and you're looking at an animal it looks like they that's where they live you know it doesn't look like a you know just a caged animal or anything so um so yeah, um, you know, it was an hour and a half. It was what it was. Uh, I I still enjoy myself, but uh, we're gonna be going back there so so much because, uh, you know, with the family passes I got, uh, I could go as much as I want, and um, 
Yeah, man, I, I love that place. So, I mean, we're going to see what's up. Um, let me play another one. Uh, here's, uh, okay, I did, Adam. Here's, uh, Bill Burr. And then I'm gonna find some rehearsal space somewhere nearby. Some fucking place for a couple hundred bucks a month. And I'm gonna fucking put it in there. Alright, and whenever I can, that's gonna be my fucking man cave. Alright, cause you know what the fuck happens. You know what I mean? You have a kid, you're married, you know, gradually all of your shit just that's fucking disappeared. Okay. My wife can't fucking wait. She she, she couldn't fuck, you know. She's happy I like the drums, but no fucking woman wants a fucking... Twenty-six inch bass drum in a fucking travel case, like I'm on the fucking road with the Rolling Stones, and another fucking four drums stacked up on top of that. You know, in front of the bed in the guest room. <laughs> uh, so, uh, here goes some, uh, you know, topics that were thrown at me or whatever. Um, today, um, this guy put big guy wrestling match, which I know how to speak Juan. So, uh, what he means is the, uh, the brunch drum and big show match. I did not watch the match. I saw like the quick gift that somebody posted and I shared it and everything else. And, uh, now, Braun Strowman doing some fucking chain wrestling and uh, doing, like, some roll-throughs and kip-ups and shit. It was fucking impressive, man. Um, I, I like Braun Strowman. I think he's a great big man. He's got a crazy fucking look. And, uh, obviously, man, he's, he can fucking move. So, uh, I mean, that's that's all I got to say. Um, uh, let me see. What else? Thoughts? On the CCW Cage of Death 5 match and feud of Zandig versus the High Five. Um, it was it was one of the best things, um, straight up. I mean, that, that fucking team that they organized, you know, for the High Five was fucking amazing. And that, uh, obviously that structure that they, they brought together for the fucking, um, Cage of Death was is unmatched. All these years later, they still haven't even come anywhere near it. They haven't uh, tried. They haven't really attempted to put that kind of structure together. I know um, they're probably right now. I don't know if that's perfectly fair because uh, I don't think they have the capabilities to do too much crazy shit in the skate zone, like hanging cages from the rafters and this and that. I don't know how much of that they could really get away with there. 
Um, but, um, you know, having said that, that uh, was just amazing, one-of-a-kind uh, scenario. Um, the match itself, man, the fucking bumps were just just insane. They were perfectly timed where you really didn't miss anything. You saw all the craziest shit all over the place. Um, that Ian Knox bump was just death. I mean, that, he fell from the highest fucking spot in that joint and hit just tables that exploded like fucking like Ritz crackers under him. Um, just insane. You know, New Jack was like, they, there was so much gone on in that match, like put into that match and that feud and the story and everything else. They didn't even fuck. They didn't need a fucking name there, and they still added fucking New Jack just pretty much to do it. Um, and you know he got a huge pop and then turned in the match and all that. Um, it was just fucking awesome, absolutely fucking awesome. Anyone who's you know watched CZW and old stuff, I mean you had to have seen that. If you haven't, by all means go watch uh, Cage of Death Five. Um, I also recommend Four. Four is uh, probably the best one-on-one cage of death you'll ever see. Um, you know, Zandig Lobo and the lead-in to that, which is crazy because they went in, they went from the lead-in of Cage of Death Four with Zandig versus Lobo and all that, and then the following year they were in Zandig versus the High Five, fucking doing crazy shit. So. I mean, it was just awesome. Um, someone's asking, coolest wrestler you met and least favorite. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say, man. There, there's so many cool ass wrestlers, you know, that I've talked to over the years, and you know, there's a lot that I stay in touch with now. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I want to just kill motherfuckers' gimmicks and put it out, you know, this is the coolest motherfucker, you know. But uh, there's a lot of cool-ass dudes. And, uh, you know, I mean, some of the people that that are just great, you know, to talk to and shit, Dev's always great, Jesus always great. You know, I mean, in a day, man, like I said, um, it was such like a party atmosphere in the back that, you know, you'd be back there fucking hanging with, you know, Drake and fucking uh, Gage and and Trent and I mean the list goes on and on Ruckus and I mean there were so many cats just back there just hanging out there was like two separate things going on there was a show inside but that was like that was only one part of of the actual experience man it was just like just a party you know what I mean I mean you talk to wrestlers and be like did the show start back up yet some of them were like, I don't know. <laughs> like they, didn't, they didn't even give a fuck. It was like, you're wrestling tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, sometimes, I mean, you would definitely, you'd hear, like, people's entrance music playing from the back of the building, and you have to jog around the front because shit was, shit was starting back up. And, and some people were just comfortable as shit. It was just like, fuck it. Um, as far as least favorite, man, I, I don't know that either. Um I'm not like a I don't pressure people. Um so I'm not like a real like run up on people and shit and then get a bad vibe. I, I really don't do too much of that. I'm not a big mingler that way. Um I mean some of the people I like the least I've gotten um opinions on from dealing with, you know, with this show and um 
people have no showed, people have um just even acted like dicks as far as coming on here and, and you know, people don't have to come on the fucking podcast, but some some just give you like a shitty ass vibe. It's like really unnecessary shit, you know what I mean? Or just like blow you off, give you no fucking answer. People like that, like you, you tend to not respect quite as much. Um and again, you know, none of these guys I feel owe me anything or whatever, but my main thing is I always expect people to just talk to you like a like a grown man. You know what I mean, because that that's that's what I am. I'm especially at this point, I'm not a fucking I'm not a fanboy. I'm not a mark. I'm not a you guys you can say that shit if it makes you feel better, but I don't give a motherfuck about wrestling anymore. Uh, you know, I enjoy it and this and that. But I'm not jumping around yelling a motherfucker's name. I'm not, you know I mean, I, I'm not about that shit like that. Yeah, I used to be that, that super fan and, you know, I'd get fucking super excited just hearing a dude's fucking theme song. Now, it is what it is, man. Talk to me like a fucking adult. I work six days a week. I got three kids. I'm raising kids, man. I ain't acting like I'm your fucking kid. So that that's just how I am. So when it comes down to this shit, it's not the end of the fucking world for someone to do the podcast or not do the podcast, or answer a question or not answer a question. Just just treat motherfuckers like adults. You know what I mean? Talk to people like, you know, like like it's another human being that you're dealing with on on some kind of even keel. Because as far as I'm concerned, we're just fucking adults with different jobs. They ain't got shit. There's no superiority on on my end, your end, any fucking buddy. It is what it is, man. So. Yeah, I try to treat people respectfully. Obviously, I have some pretty strong opinions on this show, and people might think, oh, you know, he's fucking disrespectful and this and that. But um, I think I think I have, you know, valid reasons for saying the things that I say and feeling the way I, I feel. And, you know, I have very strong opinions on things. So it's not it's not a matter of saying some things just to fucking disrespect somebody or, you know, shit on things to do it. Um, but it's um, – but it, like I said, it, that that's all it is. I, I talk circles around this thing, but that that's how I, I'm not going to put people on blast and call out a bunch of names and shit about people I don't like. But you can go back in the history of the show and figure out a few of the people that I don't like because I've done all my rants and I've said my things. And, you know, there's no reason for me to just continue to rehash this. Now, here's the thing where I run into these these issues here. Um, dude asked me my opinion on the Juggalo family. See, there's this, and then there's something in the next question, too, which, like, I don't know if this dude's part of, like, the Juggalo deal, and, and like, if, you, I mean, you want to just bring up a topic, and then, like, I, you know, I, I talk shit about the thing you like so much, I, I don't know, I mean, it is what it is, I, I'm going to be truthful, but um, my opinion on the Juggalo families, I think it's fucking retarded. Um, to each their own, like whatever you want to like, um, to me, like I, I've heard like a couple of the songs and shit and I thought it was horrendous music, like horrible, horrible fucking music. Like I saw no redeeming quality in it. Like I like uh, rock music. Um, I like all sorts of 80 shit, 90 shit. I like, um, you know, rap is my thing. You know what I mean? Um, like real rap, not this new mumble fucking dance around colorful hair shit. Um, um, like real fucking street shit. Um, you know, I like, uh, I like a lot of pop music, like, like shit you'd be surprised. I like, yeah, you know I mean, um, yeah, I mean, but to me that never had any musical value to me. Um, 
and look, I, I don't like a lot of music that people absolutely adore. So uh, maybe I'm not the perfect judge for that because I'm extremely picky. Um, but I've never seen any redeeming qualities in any of their music at all. Um, they somehow got this big, enormous cult following where it becomes more than just a music group. It's a, it's a gathering, as they say. It's um, it's a lifestyle. It becomes, as they call themselves, family. Where you know, it, and you know, on, on some level, that's cool. Anytime you know, a bunch of people can come together and and um, you know, get along as a group and shit like this because of you know a common interest. That's that's cool. Um, but a lot of ways that they act is fucking stupid to me. Um, I mean, some of it's just, it's, it's like, you know, I mean, there's like the infamous picture, the the juggalos that their their baby died and they got a coffin with like the fucking clown stickers all over it and shit. Like, come on, man. Like, I, I mean, I'm not going to, like, God forbid anything ever happened to one of my children. Everybody knows I'm a diehard Niner fan. I'm not going to get like one of those fucking, you know, fathead fucking you know, Patrick Willis wall clings and wrap it around my fucking child's casket because I'm a Niner fan. I mean, come on, man. There has to be at some point decorum and some kind of, like, fucking um, level of respect, even for yourself and your own shit going on. Um, You know, if the shit you're into just kind of throws all self-respect out the window and and you don't have any more... um, you know, there's there's just no semblance of like a like a normal civilized fucking way of carrying yourself. Like you can't walk into a store, or walk into an establishment as as a normal person, you know, member of society that just likes this type of music or likes that type of music. You just how you want to do whatever, but when it becomes like a whole different fucking way of life, like oh man, like. It's it's fuck. I don't like see, and this follows through a lot of different things. Um, I don't like any obnoxious actions. I don't like any over the top obnoxious actions. Like I don't have a problem with gay people, but if a gay dude is running around like fucking spinning in circles and like singing, and you know what I mean, and shaking their ass and fucking doing that type of and sucking on a lollipop all at the same time. I don't like that shit. That shit's obnoxious. You know what I mean? Same thing where, you know, if a motherfucker walks into, you know, but that dude could be, you know, that dude could be as gay as fuck, you know, and walk around and act like everybody else. You know, everybody, I mean, you have your own personalities, but keep that shit fucking under control. You know what I mean? And I, I could sit there and fucking hang out and talk to motherfuckers and it doesn't matter if you're gay. I mean, or, or whatever it is. It doesn't matter if you're into the juggalo shit. But, I mean, when it's so over the fucking top that it's like, I mean, like, you're pushing it on people. You know, that that's the type of shit I don't like. So, I mean, um, you know, and it even comes down to, like, simple actions. Like, motherfuckers sometimes are just obnoxious. They walk into the motherfucking store, full-on loud fucking conversation into their phone. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the store now. Yeah, yeah, well, uh. No, I told him. No, I told him. Don't tell me that shit. No, no, because the thing is, is, dude, I told him last week, and the thing is, is, you know, when he called me back about it, 
I'm going to tell him, never mind. And it's like, dude, can you, I'll call you back in five minutes about to walk into the store. Why is that not a fucking option anymore? You know what I mean? Motherfuckers just walk in just like, like I'm in your house now. So that's what I mean. And um, it, pretty much anything you're into, if it gets to that level of being so obnoxious and in your face that it's everybody else's issue because it's what you're into, then I think you're an asshole. And that's where a lot of the juggler shit falls to me. Um, it, it's, it's real obnoxious and in your face and shit like this. So for that reason, I, I really don't like it. Um, I also don't like the large fucking, uh, you know, drug group fucking uh, glorification of massive amount of drugs and this and that. I, you know, I, again, I, I grew up, you know, I used to be young and stupid and all that shit, you know, the older you get, you have a family and you start to steer towards a responsible way of life. And you just try to be healthy and you're trying to, you know, get the most you can out of life and really enjoy yourself and, and do it in a safe way where you're not putting yourself at risk all the time. You're not running around breaking the law all the fucking time. You're not worried about cops if they're around you. you know what I mean, like there's, there's ways to live life that you could be happy, but not fucking worried about your decisions every minute because you're doing some crazy shit or worried about like you know am I going to die from what I'm taking tonight or am I going to you know oh shit am I going to get left somewhere because I'm all fucked up yeah I mean like you just don't want to live that fucking life after so as people get older at least in my case I've grown to respect that type of lifestyle a lot less so it's more or less a lot of those different things, the out in your face type of mentality, the, you know, glorification of the drugs and the, all of that. It's just, it's a turn off to me. It's nothing I could ever be into to each their own, whatever, do your own fucking thing. I don't give a fuck. But as far as my thoughts on it like that, that that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, so, um, uh, can a world championship really be considered world if the company only runs once a month or so? The title is often defended just where the champ is booked, if they can get booked depending on the company, and if it's never defended out of the country. At that point, isn't it just the heavyweight title at best? Absolutely. But that's the thing, you know, with these, I mean – Again, it comes to me, it comes where, you know, the fans will say something like that. And I I would hold um, CZW to the fucking fire about the way that they treated their world title and the way that they treated their junior title. They just fucking threw their junior title in the garbage and then just used it as like a fucking comedy gimmick last year or the year before whenever they were doing that. Like it was like a prop for like a half a fucking joke angle. Like, I, you know, I don't know. To me, I always held things to a higher standard, and I would say things. And, you know, I'd say, oh, you know, well, this guy, man, he was a world fucking champion. He, he's doing, like, fucking openers now. And, uh, you know, it, it's fucking crazy. Or this guy came in from out of nowhere, and he's the number one contender. I mean, you've got a whole roster full of guys who are here every month, and half of these guys haven't got a shot. Even though this guy won five matches in a row, and that guy did this, and this guy did that, and this fucking guy gets booked from outside somewhere, and oh, he's got a world title shot. And when they brought in uh, Speedball Mike Bailey, they gave the dude a world title shot pretty much on his debut. Well, he 
actually debuted at best of the best, lost in the first round, I believe. Lost in the first round. His return to the company was a world title match. His next match, I think, was a wired title match. Then he had a tag title match. And then I think another wired title match. And he lost every one of these fucking things. He went on to win best of the best after that, but not before getting every type of fucking title match possible. For no fucking, absolutely no reason. Like, he was on a tremendous losing streak continuing to get title matches. So, I I never understood, you know, the disregard for what a title is even, um, you know, what kind of regard it's held in. As far as, you know, the world title, you know, when it's not defended, you know, outside of the country, of course. I mean, there's tons of validity to that. The thing is, is every company wants to make themselves look more important while not even doing the work to make themselves look that important. If they could just say a couple words to make it look more important rather than actually putting in the work and maybe, you know, trying to book a tour or get your, you know, uh, hey, man, you you bring in a guy and uh, – you know, every once in a while, CZW would do this. They'd bring in a guy, you know, from Japan, and we're going to bring you back in three months. You know what? Our guy's going to drop the title to you, and um, you go defend it in Japan for three months, and then when you come back, you know, we'll bring it back, take the title off you. Or, you know, we're sending a guy over there on tour, so, you know, uh, you know, before we bring you back, uh, he, he's going to beat you over there in Japan for the title, bring the title back, and then when you show up here, we'll have another rematch, and he'll keep it, but it'll be like a good back and forth. I mean, there's things you could do like that that, you know, gives legitimacy to your world title. But again, if you don't put in that type of effort, I mean, you know, a lot of these companies do go overseas and do go, you know, all over the place. Not everybody, but um, again, I mean, if they just want to put a label on it, and it all of a sudden sounds bigger than it is. I guess that's what they're going. Um, hockey. Uh, why do I not like hockey? Why don't I watch hockey? I can't stand hockey. Uh, hockey doesn't have enough points for me. Uh, they get, you know, a three-four game is like a it's like a scoring frenzy over there. Uh, I'm very impatient. Um, I hate the cold. I don't like ice skating. Uh, I don't, uh, I mean, so much of it, so much of it. Um, I've often said that, uh, hockey should be banned from the country, uh, should be sent to Canada, which is the closest place it can reside comfortably. I know, like, uh, I think it's big in Russia, Czechoslovakia and things of that nature, but that's a long trip. So, I mean, if we just moved it over to Canada, I mean, it's comfortable and it's already cold. So, you know what I mean? Hockey will live, uh, a long, happy life over there. Um, I don't know, uh, big, long, crazy Russian names that I can't pronounce. Um, yeah, you know, and I hear the thing, people will tell you, oh, you know, big hits and they fight. Yeah, well, I can see, you know, the hits in football or, you know, fucking wrestling or something. And, uh, as far as fighting, if I want to watch fighting, I'll watch boxing and then that's all they do. You know, all they do is fight in boxing or UFC. And I'm not that, you know, um, I don't watch a ton of that either. Um, but anyway, um, I don't know, just never been into hockey, um, very limited as far as sports. Uh, I love, love football. I mean, I fucking love football. I used to be a lot more into basketball than I am now. I'm still into basketball. I'm a heat fan, but 
if I have like a bad football season and the past two have been fucking horrendous, it just turns me off on sports. And then I get all ramped up before the next, uh, I'll get into basketball come like playoff time, especially like if my guys are in there, um, or, you know, I'm a huge LeBron fan, so I'll watch what LeBron's doing with the Cavs if uh, the Heat don't make it. Um, which they've been on a pretty big tear from what I've been seeing, little bits of uh, they could squeeze into the last playoff spot or so. Who knows? Um, but even that, you know, like I said, I, uh, I'm i not as big on basketball as I used to be. It really, you know, goes hand-in-hand hand with my football season. If I uh, had a decent football season, I come off of that, and I'm like, good, yeah, let's, let's watch some more shit, and then I get into the basketball. But past two seasons have really been bad. And, uh, you know, so that that's my main uh, sports thing. I used to watch baseball years ago uh, when the strike happened completely stopped watching it like it I might have got more into wrestling when the strike happened maybe that actually helped my wrestling watching things because I I found a little bit of that to do a little bit of other dumb things because at the time I was you know younger and dumber and um and then when it came back the only thing that I was into was the home run race and then they immediately like as soon as the home run race was over they were like yeah everyone was on steroids it doesn't even fucking count I'm like you know what fuck this yeah, I was all into the Sosa Maguire, this and that. I got a Sosa jersey. Uh, I was taking on jerseys back in the day. Um, I, I still have a lot of fucking jerseys. Um, so, um, you know, I don't know. I, that's just sports-wise for me. I'm very biased, and I don't like anything. <laughs> uh, and You know, it, hockey's like a frozen soccer, you know, with sticks. <laughs> that's that's not a high-scoring deal either. A lot more running in that one. Very similar though. All the lines and the you know the way it's all set up with the goals. But uh, I don't know. Just not into it. I know the people who are fucking die hard, and uh, I, I see uh, some like a maniac with the uh, the hockey and uh, Dickinson posts like a fucking psycho with the uh, Kobashi pictures every time the Rangers win or lose. He's got a Kobashi picture for it. Uh, I know uh, Calzone's huge on it. I, I mean, it, there are no shortage of fans, but uh, I don't know. It's never been for me. Um, let me see. Uh, let me get back to these fucking things over here. Um, let me see. Who do I got left? I did uh, Burr, Austin. And, uh, all right. So, uh, I, uh, I, I think to myself, you know, he's being so nice. Because Rich, here's the thing about Rich. He makes me feel important. You know, I'm by far not even close to the biggest name he's ever had. But, you know, I think I paid for the copy machine one day. <laughs> but he makes me feel like I'm from Dice filling up the garden in 1990. Dice before he cried. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Um, I don't have a ton more to talk about, so I, I'm probably just going to blaze through these other two I got. Uh, here's uh, Michael Rappaport. 
These broads haven't done shit. They have no skill set, no particular talent taking pictures. And Piling their faces on with makeup and rearranging their bodies and faces. Lamar, you need to come on the I Am Rapport podcast. We're going to give you the self-confidence you need and deserve back. We fuck with you. We support you 150%. If you were listen, if Somebody would have gave you a heads up about what we said. You would have been in China. You wouldn't have been in Vegas. Fucking around in Vegas with Holly Holiday and Linda Lavin. You wouldn't been doing that. But of course you know that this this is this is gonna this story is just gonna continue and continue because now the the whores and the whorehouses are 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 saying that they got fucked over somehow and they didn't get paid and then the pimp who runs the whorehouse? What's his name? Rick Huff? Uh, Jeff Dennis Huff. Dennis Huff. Alright, um. <laughs> So yeah, I, again, if you hate this, this is the worst show ever. Uh, I'm, I'm like I said, almost done. I'm just gonna um, do my last ones. I gotta check out the sports den. Check out a uh, hot tag podcast. And uh, speaking of the hot tag podcast, if you wanted to hear what they would sound like drunk, I'm, 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 I'm not that drunk. Okay. So yeah, this time, you know, obviously I, I have I have to wait by the bathroom. Uh, this this dude is just like looking at me, like 
staring into my soul type shit, you know what I mean? It's fuck it's fucking weird, dude. Dude is just looking at me and I'm like, What's up, dude? And he comes over and says, Oh, you're enjoying the show, man? I guess it's fine. You look familiar. Do I know you? So you're Shaheen, right? I was like, Yeah. He's like, Oh, I listened to the DJ interview. And I was like, That's cool, man. Nice. And then there's like an awkward like 16 second silence. It's like just silence, nothing else. And we alright. Well, uh, you take care of yourself, man. Yeah, so you gonna stick around for the whole show? Well, what the fuck kind of question is that? Like, no, I'm gonna leave two matches in. Which I pretty much ended up doing, but... I don't know if he was a mind reader or I don't know. It was just so fucking awkward, man. It's just like, it, it, you know, once again, if this dude is listening right now, no offense. I just, I, I hate the awkwardness. You know what I mean? Like, if you're gonna say say hello to somebody, you know, like, just don't be fucking weird about it, you know, no, no awkward silence, no just, like, stare down, it's like, I'm not trying to have a Staring contest with some random dude at a fucking bathroom. It's fucking weird, dude. Come on. So, you're basically the CM Punk of THT. <laughs> Now, you know, the funny thing is, um, all slowed down, none of those podcasts had a bigger dead air clip than David Russell has on every fucking show. You could speed David Russell up and his dead air would still smash every one of those slowed down clips. So, um, yeah, like I said, uh, just a little fun. I hope you, you know, enjoyed it, Tyler, or whatever. Um, so, yeah, check out those guys. And if you wanted to hear me... Someone drunk on a podcast, you can just go back a couple of years. Because uh, previously, my, this year I'll be saving for four years. That's, um, you know, coming this summer. 
previous to that, every single show I was drunk on different levels. And uh, a lot of times it was uh, just as bad as that on the, you know, every, every one of those clips, I, I sounded like a lot of those, I feel like on just about every show, especially by the end. Um, because I had a, you know, a co-host. So while he talked, I was chugging fucking beers and whatever else I had. So, um, if you want to hear that type of thing on my end, you don't have to slow any fucking thing down. You can just go back far in my archives and you're going to hear that type of shit. So, uh, you know, uh, there you go. Um, so yeah, there's going to be less of that next week. More talk about wrestling. Uh, we'll hit some more topics and this and that. I really, really plan on, um, I don't want to back myself into a corner again, but I plan on reviewing the two CZW shows next week. Um, what I'm going to do is Saturday night. I'm just going to try to plow through as much of it as I can um, and see where I'm at. And if I don't finish it on Saturday night, hopefully Sunday, it's my day off. I could uh, get through the rest of it and then, uh, you know, review it all next week. You know, throw some Captain Dave in there and all that stuff. So, uh, I think that's all I got. I'll check you motherfuckers out next week. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes the grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Black cheese tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to <laughs> hear it now. You just know how to hide. All right. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Cusa Kick Radio. Jesus! So say goodnight to the bad guy. Come on, tell yourself, stay off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no food. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.